Welcome back. This is a crystal clear mind. Hello everybody. Welcome back to my second episode of a crystal clear mind. I've been really looking forward to recording this all week. I had originally intended to um, get it published uh, yesterday on Sunday, uh, but as we all know, life tends to get in the way sometimes. So here I am on Monday trying to kickstart your week off. And I really thought that the nicest way to start this podcast on its first proper episode after my introduction, that it would be for me to talk about one of my biggest passions, crystals, hence the name. So let's start with stating the absolute obvious here. Crystals are beautiful. They come in all sorts of forms and shapes and sizes, styles and colours, you name it. There are glittery and glistening ones, they're beautiful and they can look stunning wherever you put them and people like me that have a bit of a crystal obsession, we can't get enough, you know, we've got loads and we want loads more but to me and to millions of other people that sort of have this obsession with them, they are so much more than just being something pretty that sits in your house. Uh, when I walk past them, I, if I hold them, if I come close to them, I can feel their energy. We're all made of energy. It's just a scientific fact. And we vibrate our energy on low to high vibrations. So kind of like imagine being in a room full of people um, and those people have different moods going on. So some are angry or blue and some are really happy and positive and enjoying themselves we can feel that energy from people uh, and in fact if you happen to be like a particularly empathetic person you'll absorb that energy and take on the energy uh, just by being near them crystals are the same um, they vibrate their energy out to us and likewise we do to them that's why we clean them and cleanse them and charge them is to remove all of that energy that it picks up that doesn't belong to it I can feel the crystal's vibrational energy when I'm near it um, and because of that I kind of learned that we need to try and keep our vibration at a high level because our energy resonates outwards. So we need to keep our uh, vibration at a high level, sort of positive, as clear-minded as is humanly possible, hopeful, wishful, happy. It's all about perception and tuning in to your intuition. Intuition is something that we all naturally have. It's just something that perhaps we're not all aware of enough to be able to utilise it in our everyday life. And that's kind of part of this podcast. I would like to be able to help people tap in to an intuition that exists within you already to help utilise it as best you can in your everyday life, making your life feel better. Tuning into your natural intuition is life-changing in so many ways. You begin to see and feel the world very differently and you see and you treat people differently too. I find that crystals are a perfect pairing for this and they are so good for so many things. So today I kind of wanted to share with you just three of them because otherwise it would be a really long podcast uh believe me it took all week just to narrow it down 
to potentially three to discuss right now but I am going to come back around again probably more than once on other episodes to chat about other crystals it would just not be fair otherwise <laughs> so my first choice is an all-rounder crystal it's as pure as it comes. It's something that when I bought it, both times that I purchased it, it truly spoke to me on a vibrational level. I could feel that I was drawn to it um, and it felt kind of like it belonged to me before it ever did belong to me. And this crystal is called Selenite. It's named after a direct translation from the Greek words Selenides Lithos, which translates to moonstone. It's a variety of gypsum material. It's really soft sulfate. So this one can't go out on a full moon for charging, um, although it will take a lot of time. It has um, issues with basically the rain and dew. I mean, in England, rain is a massive problem for us. <laughs> it doesn't matter what time of year it is. But dew, generally, when we've left them out overnight, is a problem in most places. Um, eventually, that water will begin to damage and dissolve it. So this one can be cleansed by um, placing it on the windowsill, on a full moon instead, and then that way it is bathed in moonlight. You can charge it with other crystals, such as quartz, which is another good all-rounder, which I'll come back around to on another episode. Uh, you can also sage it, so you, you light the sage and then you use the smoke that's coming off the sage and you waft your crystal through it. That's also another way to cleanse its energy. But they do also say that selenite is quite self-cleansing, so that's good to know. It has no problem being out in the sunlight for short periods of time, but if you do leave it in direct sunlight for too long, it's got a beautiful misty colour to it. Um, but if you leave it in the sunlight too long, it will become clear like glass, which doesn't mean it's necessarily damaged. It's just it's changed its format. It's also changed how it looks. So that's another good one to know. So be careful where you place it in your house. It's known as the goddess stone. And I had a little look into this on the week running up to the episode um, and found out that it's named after the Greek goddess of the moon, Selene. And the goddess Selene had the power to light up the night and had an ever-changing personality that seemed to ebb and flow, which is like a perfect description of this crystal. She was the daughter of Hyperion and Thea, and she's often depicted riding a horse or a winged chariot, and she has a lunar crescent as a crown on her head. So it's all tying it back into this moonstone idea. It's got a really rich background to it, um, which brings its energy forward. It's a huge, highly spiritual stone, and it's treated as such around the world as well. And it comes in all sorts of forms, as most crystals do, um, from wands and pillars to towers and charging plates, which are the most common things that I find selenite in. I have a wand, or at least I had a wand, uh, I was advised to put it next to the front door so that it could um, vibrate its energy over people as they entered the house. I thought that was a great idea, um, but I've got two kids <laughs> that run all over the place and it ended up getting knocked over a fair few times. And it is quite soft, as I said in the beginning, because it's um, this soft material, this soft sulfate. Uh, so it cracked a fair few times. Now what I've got is um, a semi-wand and then I've got about five shards that I've now spread all over the house instead. So I still got it. 
And I've got a pillar as well, which I um, recently bought, which I absolutely love. But charging plates are the biggest ones that I see at the moment being sold for it. It's really good crystal for um, shifting your energy blocks and bringing purity to your soul. It can also be used to open up the frequencies and raise our vibration. So we're back to this kind of vibrational speak where we want that. We want our vibration to be high and happier and easier. This crystal will help you with that. If you're into chakras, and again, I keep saying this, but I'm going to have to do an episode separately because I've been looking into chakras for the last year and it's a fascinating subject and I find it so useful that I would love to just dedicate an episode, maybe one more, more than that, um, to chakras specifically. But if you are already aware of chakras and you're very into that, this crystal awakens the, sh the crown chakra, which is again something that I'm definitely going to come back around to even as I'm speaking now, it's kind of piquing my interest and I kind of want to go deeper, but I'm having to stop myself a little bit here. So let's get back to selenite. So it's said to bring harmony, peace, soul healing, which I love that, and protection. It's very good at protecting your area, which is a really nice concept as well. So place it carefully, choose your place carefully, because it will protect that area they put it. So if you put it in the corner of a room, it's quite literally protecting the corner of the room. Perhaps it's not one you're even in. So choose carefully where you put this in your life. I personally have one in my lounge and I have one in my bedroom, the bigger pieces. And then around the house, I've got the little shards. Because it's a softer stone, it's, it's got this like fabulous reminder that goes with it that we should move through the world with a sense of gentleness and that we should bring sacred space to all of our practices. Um, it's, it's hard to explain. Go see a piece, go touch a piece. It has a very serene feeling to it. And this bit fascinated me. I did a little digging on where um, it comes from, because I had absolutely no idea, but it really gets around. You know, there are slabs of selenite that have been found but in high and low places all over the world. Uh, predominantly, it's found in places like Greece, which is great because it ties back into the Greek translation, so there's obviously history there. Mexico, Japan, Argentina, Brazil, USA. Didn't find any of those particularly surprising, although it did sound a bit exotic, you know, Argentina and Brazil and so on. It's also found in Poland and Russian, uh, Russia and Australia, which I, I did find that quite surprising. So just a little tidbit for you there. Geographically, it's kind of everywhere. So that's selenite. Now, my second crystal choice, so I've chosen an all-rounder, something that I find can be used for everything. My second choice is my favourite one to have at home. This one's called Snowflake Obsidian. It's kind of an odd choice, really, um, considering I've got more rose quartz around my home than I do anything else and more jaspers in a variety of colours. But the snowflake obsidian, it speaks volumes whenever I'm near it. So for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's a black stone, and it's got these like imperfect splodges, yes, that's a technical term, of white um, on it. So that's, you know, hence the name snowflake. 
Um, sometimes these spots can be small or large. I've particularly got one piece that has such large white splodges. It almost takes over the black, um, but it is still snowflake obsidian. It's, um, it's a stone of purity, this one. It provides balance for body, mind and spirit, and it's great for grounding. And if you go back to my original introduction, that's where this idea came from, as I wanted something that could ground me. So I love having this one around. Um, it's very protective of your space and of your aura. So this is a great one to choose where you put it. Um, let's think of an example. So if you feel something needs protecting, uh, let's say that you work in an office and maybe you work next to someone that you would call a toxic person. Or maybe you're like me where I have a very noisy and chaotic home. Um, and you just want to bring grounding and peace. So for the first example, you're looking for protection. For my example, I'm looking for grounding and peace. The black, um, sorry, the snowflake obsidian is a really good piece to have where you want it in the center of that. So in the first example, have it on your office desk. In my example, it's kind of everywhere all over my home. I've got tumble stones of snowflake obsidian everywhere. It's got a really powerful magnetism to it, and it's said to be able to draw negativity out of the room, uh, which I just love that. So you can carry it with you if you're going into a situation or into an interview or into a party or into a meeting, and you want to be either grounded, peaceful, or protect yourself, or draw the negativity out of a room as you go in more positive, keep it on you. It works with your root and your third eye chakra. So again, we'll come back around to that. But for those that know, now you know. Snowflake obsidian is naturally occurring volcanic glass. And it gets its name from the tiny white mineral inclusions that form the little snowflake patterns on the dark stone. Now, like black obsidian... The snowflake obsidian is formed from volcanic lava and the gas cooling down at a rapid rate. So what makes the snowflake obsidian different is when the lava cools, small particles of the white mineral get trapped inside the stone and that's what makes the snowflake pattern. It's a smooth stone and you'll often find it being polished into small gems and beads. I'm noticing a lot at the moment, um, a lot of bracelets, you know, beaded bracelets with it in it. Uh, I often find it in necklaces as well. It's harder as a stone than the selenite, so it can go out for a full moon charging. Also means that you'll probably find it carved into pieces. So you might find little statues and shapes using um, the snowflake obsidian that you can then, you know, use around the house. Uh, geographically, um, the snowflake obsidian is predominantly found in North and South America, Although they have found reserves of it in Italy and Scotland and as far reaching as Africa. So it's quite limited. It's not as predominant as um, the selenite is around the world. So some of the things that um, the snowflake obsidian is excellent for, other than what I've already mentioned, is it gives you balance during changes. Now, oh, all of us adults go through changes so often, especially big ones. So if you're going through a big change at the moment, perhaps this is a good one to bring into your home or to keep on you. Uh, ladies, you can pop 
crystals into your bra to wear it close to you so if you don't have a piece of jewelry with your favorite or preferred crystal you can just put it in your bra just make sure it's um, you know a smooth not rough not pointy version so it's not going to create any irritation or problems for you but it slips in there perfectly touching the skin close to your heart it works as a real game changer uh, something else that the snowflake obsidian is great for is purification and transformation again quite big words you know this is really good for big things happening in your life um, metamorphoses so we're back to change again it's really good for manifestation which again i'm sorry to say it again but i will come back around on another episode about manifestation it requires much more time than i can go into now but if you already into manifestation and it's working for you this is a great one to have with you when you do it it's also really good for psychic ability and promoting your inner centering so if any of those things sound like it's you or your current situation then maybe snowflake obsidian is a good one to have a little look into and my third choice for today is about citrine it's known as the sunshine stone which i just love from the get-go uh, it's kind of like summer made manifest into a crystal and as I was looking into this a little bit deeper um, I found that it has actually been a beloved stone since 300 BC which was just wonderful to read um, it's a special variety of quartz that is kind of soaked in a sunshine yellow color it's been found um, as high up as Scotland <clears throat> excuse me Spain, uh, the tropics and Madagascar, which doesn't surprise me because it's just so sunshiny. Um, Russia uh, and the rainforests of Brazil as well. Um, I think the the places, apart from Russia, um, I think the places that it kind of comes from also lends it its happy-go-lucky, cheerful vibe. Um, as far back as 300 BC, the gleam of the citrine crystal was always beloved as a bright decorative gem so the ancient greeks and the romans um their jewelers used to use citrine to make rings for the like most important people uh, it never lost its place being a super beloved jewel either a queen victoria used to wear it and stars like greta garbo used to wear it on the red carpet being such a sunny stone it naturally has this kind of power of positivity it brings like a burst of bright energy so you put it in the room and you can already feel a warmth um it's really good if you've got frayed nerves so you know if you're kind of at your wits end this is a really good one to bring some warmth into your life it's like summer on a rainy day kind of vibe it's really good at uplifting a sluggish mood as well, um, which I find quite helpful. Um, physically speaking, it's really good for thyroid issues, uh, menstrual pains, which I'm sure that you know works for a lot of people, nausea and fatigue too. So these are really good things. I mean, the fatigue and the sluggish mood that I mentioned earlier, that kind of works together. From an emotional standpoint, Citrine is excellent for releasing anger and tension, but at the same time, it has a way of boosting self-esteem and uh, confidence. 
So this is a really great crystal to have with you for big things that are happening in your life. Maybe something that makes you nervous. Uh, examples again, let's go with a job interview or an exam maybe. Um, not only will it boost your mood before you have that, but it will also give your confidence a little kick as well. So this is a really good one to have with you. Um, for the chakras, it is connected to your solar plexus. That's where we gather our warrior strength from and our sacral chakra, which is where our passion and our creativity rests. It's often found in jewellery. I've seen it quite a lot at the moment coming up in necklaces again. Um, it's the birthstone of November. So again, you might find it in jewellery and bracelet items um, as that birthstone for that month. It's a really good one if you wear it. Uh, I have a, a few pieces of citrine just again in my home. I haven't got any jewellery of it, but apparently wearing it uh, can really bring the sunshine mood with you wherever you go. Um, if you pop it in your home or maybe in your office or on your desk, if you work from home, uh, it can bring luck and positivity and abundance. This crystal can be charged in the moonlight um, or my favourite for this one, you can utilise uh, back to selenite. So you can utilise your selenite and charge it using that. Uh, the selenite removes the negative energy that the citrine has accumulated over time. Um, do be warned, you shouldn't leave this one near heat for too long. Basically, it holds enough of its own warmth. It doesn't really like being near heat. So don't leave it in direct sunlight either, as that will change the colour. And because it's got this lovely sunny disposition to it, you don't want that colour disappearing. Um, you know, we look with our eyes and we feel with our eyes sometimes as well. Well, that's it for me today. So I've given you selenite and slow flake obsidian and citrine as an introduction today. And hopefully you found some of the information useful. Hopefully you found all the information useful, I hope. Um, but I'm definitely going to have to do a fair few more to give you much more about other crystals because as such a passionate subject, it's very hard to narrow it down to just a fair few. It's like asking someone their favourite song in the world. So have an amazing week ahead. Love your crystals. Hold them. Feel those energies that are coming off of them. And when you buy new ones, always remember, as much as pretty is good, try to resonate with what you are purchasing. Choose ones that really mean something to you and that you understand what they are and where they should be in your life and what for and what they can do to help you. They will have far more meaning to them if you align with those and they will also fit their purpose so much better. So until next week, it's been a pleasure being here with you guys. Blessed be.